Howdy Meeps, welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show. Hey Meeps, it's Sen and Erica here. We're having some technical difficulties. So uh, we're trying to get Pam into the feed and we'll get there as soon as we get there. Uh, in the meantime, I'll entertain you with some lovely songs. Or, no, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> Erica and I are trying to get Pam on the feed. So she's having trouble. She's in Google. Uh, yeah, she's in Chrome. And she is just having difficulty logging into the uh, BeLive app. Um, yeah, she's, she doesn't have a camera option. She's trying to find where the... Yeah, in her setting, it says the camera is selected. BeLive is allowed. So she's doing something right. I just don't know what she's doing right or wrong in this case, actually. Oh, no. um, here, let's, I'm going to give her this link. Uh, I'm saying to go to Chrome slash settings slash content. Uh, check that. <laughs> um, in the meantime, let's talk about Prototio. Yeah, we're going to talk about Prototio. And normally we'd have Pam here to talk, but for some reason she can't get on. So we're going to talk about Prototio. So Erica and I were there for one day together. And then I was there with Jesse for the rest of the two days, uh, rest of the three days total. But Jesse was there for all three days. I was there for all three days. And sadly, Erica could only make one day. Um, but during that one day, Erica, what did you see uh, that was really, really cool? Uh, you know what the most fun was? I And this is kind of, we were going around trying to line people up also yeah, yeah, yeah. on the show, is that we were really trying to look for people who were doing something different. Was your theme different? Was your uh, mechanic different? Was your setup different? Was your, uh, you know, some people, there was very few people who brought mass games. So we kind of were like, oh, what made you bring this mass or small game when everyone brought these generally much larger hey, games? Hey, guess who's so, here? Oh, 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 did you get her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring her to the feed. Three, okay. two, so I, one. Here she comes. Perfect, because she can tell us <laughs> hey. all about it. Hello, sorry. That's okay. I like this. Look at, like, I have a small head. You know, Erica's a medium head. Sam <laughs> yeah. has a giant head. This is awesome. I know. This is not using my <laughs> webcam, but whatever. We'll work with oh, it. Oh, I see. My webcam is at the bottom of my screen, so I just won't put my hands on. <laughs> okay. Did something weird happen? Like, with yeah. your... Cameroonie? Yeah, I don't know why it's never been a problem before, but you never maybe know it's live. Maybe it's be yeah, live. It's, it yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's oh, no, you use be live too. What am I talking about? Yeah. Pam, <laughs> Pam uses be live because Pam hosts a show called Board Game Broadcast. That's right. Board Game yes. Broadcast with Kathleen. And yes. so she's used to this whole, you know, be live shenanigans. And apparently, Today, B Live is not like <laughs> misbehaving. Okay, I've made my head bigger and centered it. There, no, okay. I'm, I'm trying now to sit here. down. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay, we have Pam here. Yay, Pam. Uh, Pam is here. Erica's here. I'm here. Hey, Erica, before we get started, what's going to happen next week? Oh, I, I, I should really have that in front of me, shouldn't I? Why? No, 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 no. I don't mean on. I don't mean on maple syrup. I mean like in your life. What is happening next week? What's happening to me next week? Am I not oblivious? What's happening? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, are you going to be affected by the QP strike? Oh my God, you scared me. I was like, what am I not paying attention to? I don't know. The QP uh, strike, apparently. Well, no. I mean, I am. What I really sucks is we're basically being told we have to cross picket lines, but. Um, because it's we're legally obligated to go to well, work. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's it's our friends that are out there, right? That's yeah. it. it's the other half of our school that's on the sidewalk. Right. So and, and you won't have you won't have students there though. Uh, that part I don't know. That's up our to parents. Oh, bye Pam. I don't know what hey, you're doing. Hey, hey. That was bugging me and I fixed it. Yeah. I'm uh, listening though, I'm sorry. Okay, that's so okay. yeah, we we have to show up. Uh, we've been encouraged to help uh, protest before and after school. But okay. the main idea is that it's so it's janitors, uh, office admin, it's ECs, that sort of thing. So yeah, it, ECEs, we can't um, pick up the slack because then what would be the point of their strike? So right, it's, you're do, you'd be doing their work. 
Yeah, it's going to be. And that's not a good thing. Sorry, but well, let's get back to Frodo too. Yeah, good. So <laughs> now Pam's here. She's got the right camera on. We're ready to go. We're good to go. Brad Bachelor says, hi, all. Hi, Pam. Frodo Tio was awesome. And Yay. he is not wrong. <laughs> Frodo Tio was excellent this year, um, as it is in every year. But this was just even better. Uh, Pam, tell us about the changes from year three. Is it this is year four? Year yes. four. Right, we right. Had conversation. Yeah, we had this yeah. discussion. <laughs> Tell us what the differences between year three and year four have been. Yeah, so um, year three, we were in a hotel, which was, you know, me kind of made it feel a bit more official, which was cool. But um, this one is was a, a bigger hotel. Um, and I actually brought the number of tables for designers down. Um, it was up to 31 per session at the in the third year. And yep. I just wanted to make sure, and you know, I got some feedback that it was a bit hard to make sure all the tables were full of play testers, and that's the most important thing. So in year three. In year three. Right. Yeah. So I brought that down in year four this past weekend to uh, 26. Oh um, wow. Down from 31. And I'm actually thinking maybe even bringing it down more next year, just to make sure we really have the ratio of more play testers than like in yeah that that ratio is really play testers. Because that, that's that's really the selling feature, right? Yeah, right. So how, exactly. how did you go about this year trying to attract play testers? Because there was a lot more this year than previous years. Yeah. So yeah, and I think good that's, job, yeah, you. That's like, yeah, like you you tack you said this is my goal and you did it. So we're kind yeah. of wondering like how did you go about <laughs> it? Because that's a big part of a protocon is you need people yeah. to play <laughs> yeah exactly right you feel so bad if people show up and no one plays their game um you know part of that does rest on the designer too to you know speak with people and be approachable and make connections especially during the showcase showing their game uh, but i want to do everything that i can to supply them with people as well so i challenge the designers to reach out to at least two people to invite to come as play testers and if each if if each person did that, we would have more than enough. And I think most people did, which was awesome. Um, and then I bribed people with more raffle tickets if we got to a certain level of uh, playtesters, which we did. We actually we hit a hundred playtesters about a week before, and then mm -hmm. we got a, a hundred more in the next six days. Right. Wow. Oh, so everybody got four raffle tickets. So yeah, I have to ask. Who did the blog TO post? Because I gotta think that was a big yes. part so of the So that was also huge. So I just I post I always post blog uh, proto TO to blog TO, which is like one of the biggest websites in Toronto that shares events coming up in the city. Um, and so I always put it up there. But this and I always email them too, like, hey, you know, if you wanna feature us, whatever. <laughs> but it just I think it just goes with a generic thing. So I think they just went through and they someone saw it and they decided to tweet about it. Um, I think they did a Facebook post mm -hmm. and then I think it was featured in things to do that weekend. So right. that was a huge, that was awesome. A huge push from that as well. Yeah. A little bit of local love never hurts, right? No, that's how yeah. people find you. Like that's the thing is it, the most impossible thing is advertising yourself, especially when it's like, there is no yeah. money to advertise yourself. Yeah, so exactly. You need those outlets. Yeah, I also made, you know, a poster and a few people came from posters, um, right. which is up at Snakes and other board game cafes and things like that. Um, you know, Snakes and like Mikhail from Snakes and Lattes, he posted it to the Snakes social media as well. Um, Michelle from Board Again Games, she she's one of our sponsors and main partners and she posted to her community too. Mm -hmm. So we have these relationships and then you know, mm. the Meeple Syrup crews, everyone is sort of, it's a community and everyone's really helping share, spread the word. Right. So I noticed you did a couple things different this year, other than just the reduction yeah. of tables. You yeah. didn't have people sign up for sessions. Mm -hmm. Why was that? What's, what's the deal with the change there? Um, mainly because I, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. What I did was I basically made tickets for every single game, yeah. depending on how many playtesters you wanted and onto the ticket, it had the name and the description and all that stuff. I hand, like I laid all those out. I printed all of those. I cut all of those, like yeah. it was just ridiculous. Um, I mean, I'm sure I could pay someone to do that, but also no people would took these tickets 
but then they didn't show up anyway. Yeah, so it makes people feel real bad. It yeah. just made it a bit more, it just added a level of unnecessary sort of bureaucracy and um, yeah, that people didn't really use anyway. So I'm like busting my butt trying to get these ticket things done. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have nightmares about those stupid tickets. <laughs> It's but, funny. So like at Gen Con God, Origins, they'll do the tickets as well. That's exactly um, where I got the inspiration from was Avanel, yeah. how she runs the um, double exposure or first exposure playtest hall. I, I went there mm. at Gen Con uh, in 2016 and I saw that she did something like that. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. So I took inspiration from that. But I, it's just, whoa, it's just way too much work. But I think the way that she organizes events, I haven't been to Metatopia, but yeah. I understand it's very organized, like it is. organized on a high organized. level. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there either. I want to go. It just happens always in the middle of uh, school term. So it's difficult. Yeah, but me too. Or- yeah. organization yeah. is like some people's superpower and so oh, and we'll, I think never, it's Pam's. we'll never measure up well i'm not saying it's not pam's i'm just saying the level some people could take it to is yeah. like no, I think by like small teams superpower it's just pam is like yeah one person right so pam pretty much does exactly. you pretty much do yeah, this kind of by yourself until the day of right sister meg is a huge help um yeah of and course. then i'm uh, you know, I'm trying to build up more of a, of a team as well. Like you're the Maple Syrup crew. You're, you were awesome leading up to it. And then during, you know, having your own table where you help designers work through um, challenges, like trying to sort of, you know, have people have their thing within the Prototeo mm-hmm. was a big help. So, cause I literally can't do everything myself. That's, that's right. You <laughs> have to have people to do that kind of stuff for you. But I, and I'm also, but I'm also primarily a designer, you know, like I'm, I'm doing, this is a means to an end. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a, an, a, an event coordinator and then a designer, you know, I'm a designer. And then I, I organize this event for the purpose of playtesting games. Right. And so, yeah. um, yeah. How did that ever come about? Like what made you decide that, Oh, I'm going to start running this thing and, you know, not sleeping many, many nights in a row to get this thing done. What what made you yeah. do this? Well, I went to a prototype convention in Orlando in 2016, Prototype Con, which now I think is called Expedition Con. Right. Um, run by Heather Newton, I think. Yeah, Heather Newton um, involved. Yeah. Um, and I went to that. Was, that was my first playtesting convention. And I came back from it to Toronto and uh, I just assumed that there were events like that that already existed weekend long play testing conventions just because there's such a huge design community here this is when I was first dipping my toes in mm-hmm. the design community in Toronto yeah and I came back and there wasn't really there was the snakes monthly meetups and the 401 meetups and um, you know other great events uh, but there wasn't a weekend long convention and I found that so helpful the one I went to in Orlando so uh, I was chatting with some other designers about this idea and Erica was one of those people from the very beginning who was there helping organize and brainstorm and just decided to, why, well, I mean, I have these skills as an event coordinator, from, event coordinator from my day job. So I was just like, well, why don't I just do it? And I can be a little, little impulsive sometimes. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just do it. Not realizing that, oh, I have to do it every single year. Oh, well, thank you very thing. much for your impulsiveness. <laughs> uh, I think you made a bunch of people really happy over the last four years. Um, nothing yeah. but, you know, positive feedback from people who we've talked to, uh, even just posting yeah. online. There were people saying, yeah, I came from Utah last year, right? And um, he was like, I think it's yeah. uh, David Gonsalves. He's like, I came from Utah last year just to see it. It was awesome. And I know wow. that... Um, People have been from Buffalo. Cassie Friedman yeah. was here this year. There was um, a lot more Americans. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to John. see is that we always go there. Yeah. And finally, they get to come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you managed exactly. to make, Yeah, you've been managing to to attract some some publishers as well from the states, which is big. It's just a big deal, right? So this year, WizKids, um, Smirk and yeah. Laughter was here. Uh, who else? Spinmaster, Outset. Yeah, Spinmaster, Outset. So, you know, a decent compliment the year before. Renegade was here, right? So it's a lot of people who... Pandasaurus. Yeah, Pandasaurus. Oh, yeah, Pandasaurus. 
yeah. recognize that there is a burgeoning design community in Toronto and surrounding areas that, you know, has something to offer like, yeah. Oh, and kids table board game and burnt Island, of course. So last year there were at least two games, I think that were signed from being shown at Proto That was Shobu and spill. Mm-hmm. Um, both and of which King, are, King of indecision by Joe. Oh, King of, oh, that was signed from there last year. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'd be analog game studios or something. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and they showed on point this year. Speaking of interesting themes, that yeah, was a ballet theme. We, we game, talked right? that one. Uh, yeah, we oh, actually yeah. talked to them about coming on for that because the designer, uh, it's a female designer. She couldn't be there, uh, but the representative was there. And uh, it's nice to see, we were talking about unique themes and finally a themes that were once upon a time they might have been considered for one type of person. Now you can mm-hmm. say it's like more confidently, no, this is for everybody. It's just a game. Yeah. It just happens yep. to have a dancing theme. Like we kind of have to just yeah. start treating things like that. That's a game. Yeah. It's a game, cool. guys. It doesn't matter what it's about. And yeah, cool. uh, yeah, so this year I'm not sure, um, you know, if anybody. Oh, we'll really... find out. We'll find yeah, out. we'll find out someday yeah. soon, right? I, I, uh, I know some rumblings of some oh, interest. I'm not going to say what or who, yeah. but I yeah. know some couple things. That's great. I know that, you know, Kurt played one of our games that is literally 18 cards big. And he's like, oh, this is interesting. Let me nice. think about this. So Ooh. who knows? Who knows? Hey, it it turned out to be something at some point in time. Um, but yeah, we, we still got to play some of our games. We got to play other people's games. And we got to see a lot of cool games. Uh, I know Brad's listening right now. Brad, your game was super neat. Um, did you get to see Brad's game at all? The one with the... Uh, is pirate is that queen. The, pi- the cannons with the cards yeah in the card cannon that was so oh, cool see I, I only got to be there one day but i really I did look at everything as fast as i possibly could which right, actually right. you know what let's talk about that because talking about a lot of the positives yeah. about what was both different this year and what worked really well let's really talk about what was this designer showcase so we'll yeah. start with pam like where the idea came from and then let's talk about why it was so important because i don't think a lot of things do this yeah, so on the Friday night, we have the de- the games showcase. So that's where all the designers set up their prototypes and everyone can walk around, get an overview of all the games um, that would be presented that weekend. And that's where playtesters can see the games they might want to play and publishers can walk around and quickly get an overview of all the games because it's tough to try to see every single game throughout the weekend. Um, it's also a bit of a celebration of, you know, just having all these games on display and just really seeing at one in one shot all these great games that the designers have brought um so that's really fun um the publishers have get really good feedback from them that they really enjoy that if they can't make the whole weekend come for that one night and see the majority of the games and meet the designers and then other designers it's nice you know you can't see the games that are in your own showcase but there's two of them so you can see the other half because that's really a big part of it is testing your own games, but also testing other designers' games, getting inspiration from what they're working on. Yeah, I think that showcase really both, you know what it did? It did two very good things besides allowing people to walk around and really kind of window shop all the games out there. What also I kept having to hear again and again is people essentially giving their elevator pitch. And so you kind of had to do it on the spot uh, over and over and over again. And you could kind of tell who's done it before, who hasn't. But what a great way to practice that is to kind of constantly be like, no, no, come to me, come to me. Like, I'll tell you all about it. But as fast as possible and as precise as possible. So it it almost should be a warning for people next year when you go to do your showcase. Yeah, prepare your three lines, whatever it is. Just know what it's going to be. And you will be amazed probably even how you'll feel about pitching it. Yeah, what's the hook? And you get to refine it live, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it's really, really good practice. Uh, Brad Bachelor is saying, too. "Oh, go ahead." Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I was just saying um, that that happened to me too because I I was I was play testing a game that I hadn't really play tested a lot before, so I didn't have a lot of practice explaining it. So. Oh, the ones with the elements. Nola Musketeers game. Oh, right, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot going on, so it was actually nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was really nice to uh, to yeah, just explain it over and over and over very quickly. You start 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get that elevator pitch down, which is really you, you narrow it quick. Don't yeah, totally. That's more important. Okay, now they look bored. Oh god, <laughs> it's been ten minutes. Cut oh it no, down. it's a yeah. great trial run. Like it's funny. This is a lot of stuff that we used to do when I was in school for advertising. Is like kind of like <laughs> almost beat out the shyness from you because you just have to be like go right go go go, go. and once you learn how yeah. to do that you'll never necessarily be comfortable i'll be fully honest but you stop thinking about it and you start right. to kind of rev- you start to refine very quickly what you mm-hmm. want to say and it is mm-hmm. it's great practice for for a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. brad bachelor is saying yeah the showcase where do you put where did where'd that go there we go oh said, yeah yeah the showcase really sets it apart from other cons. And I think so too. I think the showcase is like a, it's like a, a parade, right? And it's really yeah. a nice way of setting the stage for these are all the things that are possible this weekend, right? It's going to yeah. start awesome and get even better as it goes yeah. along. So <laughs> I'm really, say, really happy to see that. It's like window shopping in that mm-hmm. the, the best part is guaranteed you're gonna find games that are gonna suit you. And that's another thing that was really great too, is having that display. You don't want the wrong play tester. That's absolutely as important as getting the right one. And sometimes I think right. people just are like, no, no, I just need play testers. You're like, no, 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 you don't, because you're gonna get not the advice that you intend to have, or maybe you should even listen to. And so the nice thing yeah. about the window shopping is you're probably much more likely to get someone who is legitimately interested in your game in the first place. So there was already some right. level of invested interest to care about giving you feedback. Exactly. Then they're excited to come back in, on Saturday, Sunday and, and test it during mm. your session. Mm. So Zach actually has a question about that. Zach Connolly, one of our fearless moderators, asks us, is there a con that assigns t- table times based on a merit system you must test and give feedback to X number of games to get your title on the list, et cetera, et cetera. Has that ever been something you've thought about? I wonder like how you go for that or how you, how long you'd have to, how are you tracking that in advance of the table? Yeah, I don't is know. That, is that in reference to designers testing other designers games or play testing? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Mm. Oh, it's like a pre-event where you have to like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a lottery your, system, yeah. Just the designers have to play the yeah. other designers. Well, I mean that—that that, that is a thing that the designer like. Sometimes the designers feel left out because they don't get to play test anybody's game. They're always playing their own game. Yeah, so I sad. love play testing other people's games. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Zach also asked another question. He asked, "Do you think running these test conventions are more viable in larger cities for traffic or smaller ones for cost?" Well, let me tell you, Toronto is not a small city. You know, Zach, well, you've never been here. I don't know. You know it's what? not a small city at all. I will say, if you think about where a lot of the prototyping cons are, a lot of them really are small towns. And I wonder right. maybe if that's accessibility, maybe it's a midpoint thing, maybe it's a cost thing. I got to think it's actually yeah. easier to get attention in a small town. Like, it is hard to get attention yeah. in Toronto. Like, having something like BlogTO, even though it's all, like, online, that makes all the difference in the world because you're talking about, like, how many voices at the same time, how many how much stimulus and messages at the same time in a big city where you're just drowned out. But if you're kind of the main event of a smaller town, much more people are going to show up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, The other thing to think about with a big city is transportation, that there is a transit system. There's a lot of transit systems. Yeah. That there is like Lyft and Uber, that there is an airplane and a train that, you know, comes in. So there are some benefits. And I live here so you could stay at my house. (laughs) I like that. I do. I do enjoy that. That's a plus one. That for is me. an open invite to all the viewers. Yeah, well, all the well viewers. to you, you too. You too. We'll see about everybody else. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, Zach's like I know Toronto isn't small. Of course you do, Zach. Of course. So tiny. So so yeah. many millions it, tiny. It definitely yeah. is. You know, expensive running this type of thing in Toronto. You know, so yeah. just, unfortunately, designers like the tickets are just, um, you know more expensive than I would like them to be for something like this, but you just have to cover your costs for a venue in down, one of the, the biggest city in the country. Yeah. Helena yeah. said that there are many people that there that found out about it from blog to uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was like a feather in your cap really. Right. That was, that was so awesome. My friend texted me like, Oh, it's on blog to I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. That oh, was they cool. got, they, and it, they got it a little them. wrong in the title. It I know. Like it's the first <laughs> time ever, but yeah. whatever. Whatever. It's all good. whatever. You'll take, good to take the bad, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. I think that was just their standard sort of template of Toronto is getting a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Zach had one more point. Uh, it's a little big, so I won't put it on the screen. But he said he always brings ringers to play test conventions. So other people, uh, someone who will sit at the table and play the game with him because a game that's being played stands more chance of catching the eye of other people. And once that you have their attention, idea. you reel them in. That's yeah, a actually, really great idea. And that's, that's one of the reasons salesman. why. That sounds yeah. weird. He's not con man. He's like, he's a good salesman at cons for his own games. <laughs> con salesman. I don't know. Con salesman. That could go so many different ways yeah, right? if I could interpret that. Sorry, Zach. I didn't mean to call you a criminal. You are not a crook. Um, so yeah, lots of cool stuff. Uh, Helena is actually online right now, and she's one of the publishers with Kids Table Board Games and with uh, also Burnt Island Games. And I don't know if she found anything that she really liked at uh, Prototeo this year, but Helena, she signed one from last pitch. year, right? <laughs> she signed Fossilis. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very cool which they were showing yes. here right yeah it, yeah it's in like its final yeah, form cool. and it's kickstarter um, ready for it because that's yeah, coming really soon one yeah, year really ago cool. one year ago they signed it now it's coming up on kickstarter and yeah. they're showing like a prototype of it at the same convention that they signed it at 12 months yeah. ago that is wild oh helena is saying we did they found stuff that Woo! they might have like that's really cool um Ooh, oh helena if you do get a chance uh reach out to michael murray from barry he made the game uh budding botanists and it looks like something you might enjoy it's a hidden it's a it's a it's a um, hidden worker placement game a simultaneous worker placement game that about planting flowers two, two different flower games i want to say Maybe, if I remember I correctly. there's a game about grannies that i didn't get to play I saw one that I was excited because someone made tiny little paper cranes and it was part that, of the game. That, that was Tomas, uh, who, who is the designer like, of yes. the crypto. He did that origami crane game. The level thing. I was like, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's very I love, neat. Very, I didn't very... even touch it. I was like, I love it. Do you make the, the birds as part of the game? No, they, no. they're part of it. Oh, they're okay. like plasticky. I don't know where you got them from, but oh. you have to create these little levels and you like put the bird, the bird is going up on top of it. They're more like player markers, but I was like, but they're yeah, they pretty are. and I don't know. They're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. They, they were pretty. <laughs> there are a lot of really cool games there. I really can't say enough about the diversity of not only the games, but the designers that showed up oh, yeah. to this wonderful, wonderful event. So um, if you are a person of color, if you are a person who does not identify on the gender spectrum as not as binary. If you are any of those people, or if you're a woman designer in a male-dominated industry, Prototeo welcomes you. Um, I mean, it was a pretty good mix, yeah, and a, a lot mix. of interesting partnerings. Like that mm -hmm. was kind of interesting to see too, at uh, the different tables. Like who was working alone, who's working as a partner. It's interesting to see the level of polish that was put yeah. on different games. You're yeah. like, wow, this is right. like, you know, are you, are you going to Kickstarter tomorrow? <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? And some of them were. Some of them totally were. There was one guy with the game Lander. Uh, he wasn't even the designer. He was the producer of the game. Mm -hmm. And he was working with his friends who were over in England, who were the designers of the game, to bring it to Kickstarter in several months. And it was like, this is like a, you know, super well-made prototype like with plastic bits and things that interlocked and whatnot. So yeah, lots of uh, really various level of things. And it was really neat to see actually. So, um, you know, Catherine Stipple, who is the designer of Nyctophobia, uh, her prototype was graph paper and see-through cards and but it was a great concept, like the oh, spatial yeah. awareness of that awesome. game. But yeah, it was nice. To, it was funny to see like one person over literally had foreign plastic and then you'd have people with like acetate and graph paper. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. yes, this is prototyping. Yeah, and, and I totally. think that to me is, is a wonderful, um, you know, it just shows the range that you have to go from and that you'll get to eventually if everything goes well with your you know, bringing your game out to multiple, multiple prototype conventions uh, mm. until you're ready to ship it, right? So I think there's some really good stuff out there. Hi, Mandy Jalsma. Oh, I'll say hi to everybody. Hi, Kalina Capel. Hi, Zach hi, Connelly. Hi, everybody who joined <laughs> us. Who else is there? There's hi, Brad Bachelor. Hi. And hi, Ming. And there is, hi, Jesse. Hi, not, 12 people who are apparently no, watching. Yeah, not Jesse. <laughs> 
Right. He's he's a little tired after his move. So Jesse is back in Canada for good. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, he and his partner, Helena, are in Kitchener-Waterloo now. So they've moved. They packed up their Mazda and drove it from Barrie, where everything was at their parents, back to Kitchener-Waterloo after taking like a four or five day trek across the States to get back. So they're here and they're raring to go back in the design world uh, from the Canadian side of the border, which is great. Yeah. So, Jesse's a Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I didn't realize that he had moved, moved back. I chatted with him at the convention. It's like, yeah. Oh, so awesome. Just, just finished. Yeah, school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Travis Magrum's here. Hello, Travis. Hey, Travis. Yeah. So, you know, not only did you, I think, I think you basically have created a little community, Pam. It's not just a convention. There are people who are like hardcore prototeers, uh, whether or not they're actually <laughs> from, pro, yeah, prototeers. Whether or not they're actually from Toronto, I don't think that matters. I think there are people who really like the culture and the community that you've built yeah, around it, uh, and I think it's 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 different, right? So. I, I've been to many, many prototype conventions, like uh, the one in Atlanta. I've been to Ann Arbor. I've been to, you know, wherever, uh, Unpubs. And all of them have this kind of different vibe to them. They're, they're all very different. And I think Prototio has its own vibe. And I, I really do think that the showcase is one of that key, those key elements that sets it apart. Uh, and cool. then you usually have a keynote, which is definitely different than a lot of the other ones that just don't do that. Um, and oh. I appreciate that, not because um, I, I just think it's wonderful to have somebody talk about something yeah. for just like an hour, just even and just kind of open your mind. And I, this is something that I've heard, and I know I hear it at every convention that I go to, but it's really important that you hear that I heard this, Pam. Is you know people were saying I'm so reinvigorated by nice. this convention. I'm so you know back into design uh i didn't know where it was going i'm ready to make changes this was a great weekend and these are people who had their games ripped apart right <laughs> yeah. people tell them oh this is not good and change this and change this and these are people who are saying i feel so invigorated by this right so it's wonderful hey. um, i think what's a nice accompanying this too is that you have proteo has that the group as well so when people, I mean, you you have right. people who can continue the conversation, continue the experience online. I yeah. think that really helps kind of create that because you had a lot of lead up people joining and then after the fact people joining and then the conversation keeps going. So um, right. I think that really does help because a lot of other conventions, they might just have like a Facebook page that people are, interact on. Right. It's very, it's quite different when it's yeah. a group. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and we, we want to be part of that. So there's definitely people who have joined maple syrup after we did the live casts for them. And, you know, it's, it's super cool to do that. I think some people have really kind of almost felt legitimized by it, which is great. Uh, a lot of people have talked to me just privately on, on, on messenger um, after the show and said, you know, that was like great. And my mother got to watch the video and now she's asking Aww. me questions about it. Or, you know, one of them, so Grace Lee, who is a RPN, she's a registered practical nurse, uh, has this game called Care, C-A-R-E, which is about being a nurse. And uh, a lot of people thought it was really interesting, which is great to hear. It's sort of in that simulation end of things, but still a game. And she told me today that she was showing our video to her coworkers who are like just amazed that she could do this because they know she holds down two nursing jobs. And she talked to one of the patients she cares for about it. And the patient was all like, I hope you do well, dearie. And that's super wonderful. I think it's just great that people Aww. have like something to point to, to say, I am legit. I did this thing. Um, that's more than like the paper and cardboard in their, their, their little box or baggie, right. That they can show something for it. And so I think, Erica and Jesse and I are really happy to have been a part of that um, process for them, which is great. Let's see. Oh, one There's second. There's been a here. few questions yeah. on. Uh, we can go. Zach's and Adams. Zach, 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 Zach. Okay. Or Zach Adam asked, and Zach. <laughs> well, I'll do them in order because I'll forget Zach if do I do. The con Sorry, man Zach. first. Yeah, the con man. Oh, which is Connolly, right? Get it. Uh, Zach <laughs> said, um, "I rarely see 
folks testing from a rule book at these types of shows. It's often play by tutorial. So the, the designer will teach the person. What do you think can be done to incentivize the playing from a rule book? So it's almost like a blind test, right? Mm. Because it's I a, mean, a lot of crucial type of testing. A lot of people should be doing this. I feel like it's probably one of the least comfortable things to do for people. So they avoid it. I, I, I think that's a big part of it. Handing over your game and a rule book and saying, infer yourself. I think it scares a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I also um, think that uh, it might be a con may not be the right place to do it either. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That one-on-oneness kind of, Yeah. I mean, it's pretty yeah. valuable. Yeah, like you're yeah. there and there's people there. You might as well talk to them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, why would you? Um, back. Well, I'll say too. Some... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that was actually some feedback I got from, um, so we had judges this year going around um, trying to see all the games and putting together their list of their highlights. Okay. And that was just a bit of feedback that, um, um, you know, it's important to just be able to quickly explain the game and not be expected to sit down and read, you know, a, a four page rule book or two right. page rule book. What were the judges doing, Pam? I, I don't remember judges. Like, what were they judging? So Mandy Hutchinson, Carol Tan, and Nicole Roy uh, were our panel of judges. Unfortunately, Nicole got sick. Yeah. Um, and so um, Demetrios Alexis um, stepped in for her, which was awesome. And so they were going around checking out all of the games. This is something new we tried this year as well. Because mm-hmm. um, that's I always send out a survey after, and you know all the changes that I make, I take into account all of the feedback. And this was, I think this was someone's idea about having some sort of award or something like that. From last year? Pardon? From last year that you implemented? Last last year. Yeah, last year. So I thought about that and I'm like, oh, that might be cool instead of an award, but just have like a panel talk about their highlights uh, from the convention. Oh, right. And that's what the show was. On Saturday night. I see. I get it now. Yeah, so they shared um, their top five games that they played or that they got to see nice. uh, during Prototio. Cool. And what were they? Because I, I didn't make it to that show. I was busy, I think, recording somebody or something. So, um, Arissa Roy Dupuy, she had a cool game that was very sensory, very tactile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. She had all the foreign pieces where you were doing it. Yeah, from from touch. Yeah, she, she's very she interested in working with people with uh, differential dis- disabilities. So mm-hmm. this was yeah. one of her projects for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which other ones? Yeah. Um, oh, Peter Hayward, uh, Werewolves of Wall Street. Okay, I didn't see that. He, he, Peter just, he, well, I was say, he just brought that back out too. That game's been on a shelf for a little while. So this is like yeah. its resurgence. <laughs> yeah, they really liked that one. Um, they really liked Foss. Is it Fossilus or Fossilus? I never see. Well, I say Fossilus. I thought it was. Josh punches me, so it's not. I thought it was Fossilus. Fossilus. It is Fossilus. Was obviously on the list because that one is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the Yuval, Yuval. I can't remember. Oh yeah, Mummy Escape. Yeah, that Mummy Escaping. Yuval Grinspan. But now he says that there's no mummy anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, 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 I do remember this. One. This was great. And and I, I did want to talk about this um, yeah. because the game is really cool. I think it's a game that could be mass market. Uh, but what I really liked about it is that he was making changes like during the In con. The yeah, That's it awesome. was awesome to see. And I think right. more people need to be willing to let go. And that for him was the biggest darling. Because it was it's a game that he designed with his kids. And his kids wanted it to be a mummy chasing people. And so he's right. like, I can't cut out the mummy. That's my that's the thing my kids yeah, want. Like, yeah. And then eventually it's like, yeah, I guess I gotta cut this mummy out. I don't know what I'm gonna tell the kids. <laughs> no, you know what it is? The mummy is meant for a different game. The mummy is meant for a different game. You just gotta put it somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see, totally see how the mummy would work in this game, but I could also see how the mummy would make this game just like that's an extra layer of you don't need it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Because the idea behind that game is it's kind of neat. It's like this push your luck, but you're not pressured by a timer. You're pressured by the other players. So it's sort of like Jetpack Joyride um, by Lucky Duck in that way that there's no real timer, 
um, there doesn't have to be until the very end. Uh, there right. is a timer at the end, but there's no timer at the, during the vast majority of the game because everybody else is putting pressure on you. Uh, it's sort of like a dexterity version of Clank in that way that in Clank, until somebody gets out, you can run around and do whatever yeah, you want. The clock doesn't start till right. yet. And so this right. is kind of the same that once somebody gets out, they have to have more um, successful stunts done, like more more tricks done than anybody else. Uh, and it's dexterity building of things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, before the other person gets out. But the other person is now under pressure. And every time you successfully do something, you get like handcuffed. You, you actually have handcuffs. Yeah, that was You have fun. to do things like you only can use your thumbs. The props are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's an interesting game. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where he goes with that one. Actually, that's yeah. one thing we did. Oh, hey, talk he's on about. right now. There he is. Uh, yeah, he said thank you. I was yeah. one thing that we did kind of talk about after going through on the showcase on Friday was it was really interesting to see what people were putting into games and whether it was realistic or not, component wise. And oh, so for sure. it's it, that kind of just triggered remembering like all the little bits and pieces on the side of the table going like that's a lot of side game. But there were quite a number of people you're like, I don't know if you thought about how much this game would cost, but it's good to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um so just, just to let you know what's going on in the side chat here, um Helena Capel said, uh hearing the media, she loved it so much because it was really great to hear media people talking about a prototypo and b like new designs that nobody else was talking about but mm. maybe someday they will be and she said that it was helpful for her to hear it to keep her eyes open for other games that she actually just hadn't seen like she'll hear it in the in the media report uh on the saturday night and go oh what's that game i hadn't seen it maybe i should seriously right. take a look so as a publisher she's like that's helpful to her. Great, great, great. And we um, kind of talked about that after the fact, is that in a lot of ways, we might be able she's to She's also actually... mocking us one second. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, she was trying to teach you how to pronounce it. That was I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but we actually did talk about the benefit of all of these, um, the videos, is that not only did we, as we talked about, people can share them, this could be like, by the way, your pitch video. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you could hear it well enough. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the nice thing was, is that we could kind of even start to curate things into types where if you are a publisher, you could be like, oh, well, here's a thing full of dexterity games, full of these games, these games, with the contact information. There's a potential to keep this rolling. Um, it's just something we kind of talked about on the side. Yeah, that we could curate videos, curate cell sheets, and like send out a, this is a Proteo, stuff from Proteo package that um, would Maybe be electronic, publishers. that publishers that couldn't make it could say, oh, I want to go next year because there's some awesome yes. stuff in there. Um, oh, Adam still has a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good run for Pam. Uh, Adam Young from Sarnia, Ontario says, hi, any advice for those of us in small towns like Sarnia without regular playtesting groups who want to get the most out of Pro.to or visiting other regular meetups? So do you have any advice for people from the smaller towns who are coming, you know, maybe to the big city for the first time. Not obviously, I'm sure Adam has been to Toronto, but I'm just saying, you know, for a prototype convention. Any yeah. advice, Pam? <laughs> so I would definitely um, say that it'd be great to start something in, in your own space as well. Um, I'm sure there are other designers near you or, or people just little ideas that are starting to bud that are looking for a group like that. So I would definitely recommend trying to create something in your own community um, and then also coming to Prototio. And one thing I would definitely recommend is taking part of the mentorship program. So right. that's been a big success. Um, that might be something, I don't know, to be honest, I haven't gone to a lot of other prototyping conventions. I don't really know how protospiels or unpubs, I know in general how they work, but I haven't gone. I really, I should to just for my own. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Competition. So, so uh, one in Ann Arbor that's really close, Pam. That's not too far yeah. from you either. It's like there's one in Chicago too that I've been wanting to go to. Um, I know the organizer, and so I want to chat with her about mm -hmm. how she runs things and just I, I we talk about like me and some other con organizers talk about how we should have a con for con organizers. Well, <laughs> it's like an industry night. It's called, right? it's called a vacation. It's yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, my brother-in-law works in the service industry, so he owns a restaurant, and he actually runs the New Year's Eve party for all, like, 
bar and restaurant and club staff in, in Kingston because they don't get New Year's Eve. So he does it like on January the 2nd, right? right. So they have an industry night. So there should be an industry con. Uh, yeah. Basically for me, that's like a breakout con is sort of like that. No, no, well actually board base camp is more like base that. Camp. I was going to yeah. say base camp is more like oh, that. Oh, uh, so, so the, the mentor thing, um, yeah. that's actually where I know uh, Jamie and Manolis, the designers of Shobu, Seesaw Games. That's where I know them from was I was their mentor in at, no 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 but not not at proto to i was their mentor oh. at breakout so breakout oh, does, right. that 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 mentor night we've done a couple yeah. times now that and, was that's fine i like that yeah but it's done differently right so at breakout oh, yeah it's a three-hour session you have like a three-hour session to play their game and then give them feedback so it's industry people you know publishers or designers it's free development yeah what it is yeah. but it's, yeah. fine. it's fine it's fine it's fine and we play their game for like the hour or two hours and then we have like an hour for feedback um and yeah it's a great way to for people to get to know other people you can sign up for that track uh you'll get to know industry people you get to like meet people who you've only just talked to on the internet and it's a wonderful way to do that so breakout con is toronto's uh biggest board gaming convention and role-playing gaming convention it's the end of march well mid-march usually so it's yeah. end of march break that's a better way to say that in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So that is another good one that has a lot to offer in terms of yeah. prototyping stuff. Uh, that's not necessarily just a prototype con. Not saying that mm -hmm. just a prototype con is a bad thing because they're awesome. No, it's 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 different. It's the number of people. Like the number of people mm -hmm. Pam has, this type of system would not be realistic because that would be the whole weekend. Yeah. Right. So really, it's like we were. Where were we, Erica? We were in like a room that was maybe mm -hmm. as big as the small room that we were in for Meeple Syrup this time at, at uh, Pam's convention. And it was like packed. There was like- Yeah, because there'd yeah. be one designer and then, yeah, like you'd have everybody at the table was yeah either a publisher or published designer or something like that. And they're all playing, just focusing on you and your game. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of and other been, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, it's cool that like Breakout, so Breakout is our partner, so we, we support each other. And it's really nice because we're pretty much exactly six months apart. Mm -hmm. So it's nice mm -hmm. that in Toronto we have sort of Prototio is kind of like the big one. And then you have, you know, a bunch of little things in between. But then you have that other sort of big deadline of, you know, there's also breakout. And it's great that they have their mentorship program and other awesome things. They give us playtesting space. They're a really great organization to, yeah. to work with. Daryl says that Breakout Con mentor program is evolving. Kate Bullock and he are improving it for next year. Great to hear. Um, Yuval was saying that Earl Aspiras was a great mentor for him this year That's at Prototio. Yes. And Adam is saying that he's going to try to make it to break out this time, just in time for his birthday. So That's wonderful. A lot of people cool. are looking like they're going to become active in the Ontario community. And that's wonderful to hear. We, we love to support our homegrown talent and we want to see you guys just, just grow and prosper in whatever your endeavors are inside this industry of ours. Right. So mm -hmm. please, please, please come. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we don't, <laughs> it's funny. We don't have, uh, I was just double checking. We don't have any more questions. We have people commenting. No, comments, comments. Right yeah, that's what I was reading. I was reading. Um, so yeah, Brad Bachelor is saying that the mentor program, buddy program, isn't something he's seen at Protospiels in the States. It's super nice. I think it's because we're Canadians. I know. I'm okay. just so worried about everyone to have a good time. I just want to make sure everyone has a friend. <laughs> I know. I think it's awesome, Pam, because yeah, that, it's, it, it's it, hard. it creates that inclusivity, right? Like we keep talking right. about it. How do you do it? It is very different when someone is actively like pulling you in. Yeah, how, how right. are you? Yeah, and just have you, one, at least yeah. one person you know. Oh, right. My sister-in-law is online right now. <laughs> That's Sorry. hilarious. Just in case my mom and dad are watching. Hi, mom and dad. I don't know if you're watching, but hi if you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Kate's on. Hi, Kate. Kate is one the of amazing the... amazing Kate. Yeah, she's ama the amazing Kate Bullock. Uh, she yeah. really helps us coordinate... Uh, all that we do at Breakout as you know, guests mm -hmm. and designers and stuff like that. So Kate's and you're such a multitasker. I don't know how you can host the show and read the comments and bring up that thing at the bottom. Like I, I don't I do make that mistakes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have multiple screens up. 
you have to. <laughs> like yeah. that's how so I do. So if I'm if, <laughs> if, I'm if I'm looking at you guys, like look, see, I'm looking at you. I'm actually not. I'm looking at my other screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You are. Wait, you were looking at the screen a moment ago. We could, oh yeah, I totally. can tell the difference. <laughs> well, you've um, seen it many, many times. Well, I was gonna so, say yeah. we're we're getting close to the end, which is always mm -hmm. when we like to have the big advice. And I have to just be just I have to remind myself to say that Catanathon, because I'm gonna give a plug right now because I saw Mandy was on a yeah. moment ago. Catanathon is two weeks or just under two weeks. Please check out the website. Please check out the uh, Facebook page. Uh, it is a great uh, way of raising money for cancer. Basically, we'll be playing. Uh, so I'll be on the Friday night doing during the kickoff. There's a lot of people who'll be on. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be just an, uh, as long as the money comes in, we don't stop playing Catan. But you can also donate money to make us do horrible, horrible things either to each other or to like, ourselves. Like place your place your your terrain on like the 12 because that'd be silly don't do no, that it's like, no it's like people can pay that there's words you're not allowed to say people can oh, name the oh, robbers you have to say it every time people can make you eat donuts and some of them are filled with like awful things there are that. games wow. that you can play in between so if you sponsor big you can make us play a game in between the game like giant that's what i want to see <laughs> daryl's gonna be on too I know. I, I I always get asked to go and I can never make it because it's just, just bad timing. Uh, but this year, this year, because we have a, a reading week, we have a whole reading week. I'm actually free that Friday. So who knows? It depends. Well, I think, I think, I think my wife might be at a conference herself. So if she's at a conference, I can't leave the kids here and be in a city two, two hours away. Anyway. October 11th, Catanathon. Now, Pam, what is your advice for people who are thinking of setting up a con or such? Because I think that's where you probably definitely have some expertise. Sorry, uh, sorry. You have to see this. <laughs> oh, I knew this was coming. Somebody's going to do did this. Too. I, I did too. I did too. I was going to say, Chung will be there. And then... That's the robber's name. That's funny. You have yeah. to name the robber. Sorry. It's the full name is... Christopher Chung thinks Sagrada is more beautiful than lanterns. And every time the move, robber moves, you must say, Christopher Chung thinks the Sagrada is more beautiful than lanterns. Two years Amazing. in a row. Yeah, there you go. Can we come up with our own things? or Yes, anything you sure. want. Okay, you cool. Anything I'm going to tune want. in at like 4 a.m. And I'm like the only play. <laughs> you can go and play. So, uh, yeah, Pam, what's your one piece of advice to designers new or experienced Maybe in relation to prototyping conventions. What do you think? To running their own or attending them? Sure. Or attending or both or, or finding I think I'll do I think I'll do attending instead, just because okay. we kind of talked about organizing it. But the biggest thing about attending is to be open to feedback and to not be defensive and to take it all in. Um, I know it's hard and a lot of people, there were a lot of first timers there this year, and it's so great to see. And I, it's like required viewing to watch Sen's talk from a couple years ago. <laughs> we were talking about playtesting and how to get the most out of a playtesting session. Um, and I highly recommend everyone watch that video, the Prototio YouTube channel. Watch the Sen's video as well as Erica's about generating creativity, which is oh, awesome. Share, and them, I still... share them on the page again or something like that. Yeah, sure. We'll bring them back up. Yeah, because yeah, those two talks are amazing. Like how to generate ideas and then how, how to play test those ideas um, and how to get the most out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can, can be scary. Yeah. Then you can listen to Scott's talk on how to get it signed to a publisher or whatever. Right. There so, you go. There's, there's, there's your trifecta. There you go. And then the, all the media <laughs> talking about what they want. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. And that's going to be going up soon. So my sister, I think she uploaded the videos tonight. So just got to have to trim them a little bit and at just a little bit of editing. And should have those up, the pro, these most recent Prototio videos up on the Prototio YouTube channel pretty soon. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So yeah. on that note, uh, we're just going to sign out with uh, reminders that we are part of the Roll to Play podcast network. So go to Roll to Play dot um, net. I think I can't remember. Oh, wow. That's bad. But go find them on the internet. You can do a Google search. And they have all sorts of cool um, podcasts with a lot of actual plays of different role-playing systems, which is they great. A lot of role -playing stuff. Yeah. And we love them to death, even though we might not remember their URL. Uh, so go there, check them out. Uh, please do check out our Patreon. If you're looking for extended content, things that you can't find here on the Meeple Syrup pages, 
not even in the podcast that we do. We have extra stuff and you should go check it out. Uh, one thing that we haven't done in a while is we haven't made a new infographic. So we got to plan the series. next infographic and we might actually let you vote on what it is. If you head over to Patreon um, and we've got a couple yes. new people. On yes, Patreon, if you're a patron, you now have the chance to be part of those community episodes where we're going to be having people on the show. Oh yeah. And that's our next week's episode. Thank you very that's much. Cool. <laughs> so Jesse is planning the community episode for next week. It'll be our very first one. So who knows? It might blow up in our face. But if you're a community member, uh, by being a member of our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash syrup, you can get on the air with us. And that's super cool. Right, Pam? Yes. Yeah, she's like, yeah I like <laughs> this. This is cool. This is fun. So yeah, please do uh, sign up if you can. Support us at any level. It's as low as a dollar. And that still gets you access, <coughs> excuse me, to not my coughs, but to a whole bunch of panels that we record over the summer when we're on hiatus. So I think I've still got seven or eight hours worth of audio and even some video from Fan Expo. So they're coming. They're coming. Yeah, lots of wonderful thank stuff. Thank you to the 21 of you that we've now gotten since we started our Patreon. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yay. And we have to post pictures of the banner because the banner is part of what we've been doing towards, you know, what, what we've been doing with some of our Patreon money. And we had a very beautiful, lovely banner that so people can actually tell where we were at Meeple Yeah. Center. Oh, Thanks. I've got to pay you back for that. Remind me because I have all the Patreon money. Sends our bookkeeper. Not a very good one, apparently. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much to our patrons. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do some of the cool things that we do do. And if you like that, like if you liked the fact that, hey, I got to be on a video at ProtoTO and, you know, show my game to the world and talk with, you know, published designers about my stuff and ask them questions, consider that maybe worth a dollar a month to you for a little while. You know, it's like it's less than a latte. So anyways... It is it. definitely less than a latte. Um, and if you yeah. don't drink lattes, it's less than... You can't get know. anything for a dollar. Oh. Even Dollarama is more than a dollar. Right? That's true. That's, that's, that's what we that's have to deal with with it's inflation. Right? We're degrading, guys. We're degrading. Why don't we say we're <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter? Oh, excuse me. Sorry about the clapping. Oh, Adam Young asked, are all the aforementioned videos on the ProtoTO channel? And the answer yes. is yes. Yeah. So if you go to YouTube and search ProtoTO, is it just ProtoTO, Pam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, search for that, and you'll find a bunch of videos over the last four years. Um, yeah. So Scott Nicholson, Scott Gaeta, myself, Erica. Um, yeah, and, and a bunch so of we, share this, we share this Jonathan back to the Gil uh, Jonathan Gilmore gave an awesome talk this year as well. So mm -hmm. there's that panel we talked about, but Jonathan Gilmore <laughs> gave an, a great talk um, about so many different things, mainly about um, his playtesting and prototyping process, and yeah. it was so awesome. So I'm really and will that be that will that be up soon or is it already up? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I might be able to do it tonight or tomorrow for sure. Cool, cool. Hey, Kent Blue is on. Kent is one of the hosts of the Role to Play Podcast Network. He probably knows what the URL yeah, is. Yeah, is it .com or does it? <laughs> He, I don't he, know. He posts all that stuff. So I'm sure he absolutely does. <laughs> I'm sure he absolutely does. <laughs> Ming is saying um, that this entire episode was a big ad for living in Canada. You, you know should. what, Ming? You should. So, <laughs> Ming, you are you are not a resident. Well, you're a resident, but you're not nationalized in the U.S. So, come on up. We'll take you. We <laughs> like people. Very nice. Like all sorts of people. All right, all right. cool. Pam, so next Pam, week, we find you. Hang on. Yeah, can we find you before I forget this? Yeah, I'm Forever. at Party Hat Games. That's my design company on Twitter um, and Facebook, and website, and then also Prototio Facebook, Twitter, website. All right. <laughs> awesome. Good. And Erica, you are at Frenemy Games. I'm at Frenemy Games on Twitter. And I am at Senfung Lim, and you can find. Both of us and Jesse, who is at TT Void, by the way, on Twitter, bug him because he needs to start using that more. Uh, you can find Erica, myself, and Jesse most often at the Meeple Syrup page or on Meeple Syrup Shop Talk, which is our group, which we are quite active on. So do check yes, us out and there. We just hit over 600 people on that. Yeah. One. And That's you know awesome. what? It was the six new people were all people from. 
Proto-TO. So yeah, it's been a really good relationship, I think, all around for everybody involved. I think, you know, it's it's that kind of thing, like all the, the rising tide raises all boats or whatever they say. Um, I, I truly believe that together we're better and that with these types of partnerships between Proto-TO and People Syrup and Fan and Breakout and Board Game Games and uh, you know, 401 games. games and Mandy and Carol and everybody coming from uh, that end of the thing. So, yeah, um, to die for <clears throat> and all of that. You know, I think we are all together better when we are doing things with each other uh, because we can't do everything, right? So there's no way Pam can live stream and play test and organize and tell her sister what to do. No, right. Maybe if I can multitask as well as you can. Did you know there's no such thing as multitasking? I can go into the psychology of multitasking later, but there's no such Technically, thing. Technically, you're just degrading on everything that you're doing. A little more, 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 more. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I would love to yeah. say it's a thing. It's really just lacking focus on everything else you're doing. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. There you go. And all right. So with that note, we'll say goodbye to you. And we'll be back next week with Jesse running the first community episode so uh for the patreon uh patreon supporters please be looking out for your emails you'll be getting something in the mail hopefully soon telling you what it's all about and how to get on that okay cool we'll see you all later good night thanks so much for listening to the meeple Syrup show if you'd like to support us on all of our projects please check out our patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash meeple syrup See you next week.